0: Hello, and welcome to Rocket, Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime Video Channels, Text Expander from Smile, and Eero. I'm Simone de Rochefort. I'm a video producer at Polygon.com, and I'm joined today by Brianna Wu, Democratic Candidate for Congress, and Christina Warren, Senior Cloud Developer Advocate at Microsoft. How are we doing? I'm awesome. That was like my smoothest intro
1: ever. That was really good, Simone. Thanks. (laughs) Like 200 episodes almost, and you got it.
0: 197, I've got this. I've got this, you guys. (laughs) Any day now, any week now, it's going to be really professional.
1: (laughs) So I feel like before we start the show this week, we've got to talk about professionalism. We've oh, got no. to talk about professionalism. We've got to talk about your tweets, Simone, which oh, I, feel, they were so good. I feel brought shame and dishonor. You cannot
2: come for my tweets, Bree. Uh, yes. Okay, speak. You were speaking only for yourself. I want to make that very clear because I could not have been prouder. I'm just saying that. Like, I was like, 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 is like, like, this has brought dishonor to our family. And I'm like, no. Our family is this. This is who we are.
0: Well, now our family is being torn apart over disagreement <laughs> because of my tweets.
1: You used the word Poundtown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I no. refer to the geographic location of Poundtown, which is located <laughs> somewhere in Athens, Greece, when yes. my character in Assassin's Creed Odyssey takes General Alcibiades to bed, which is Poundtown. <laughs> yeah, oh,
2: Shame. But, 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 Shame. But, but it was it was amazing though because because really you were just complaining that your character is is a um, not amorous enough. I'm but trying not to keep amorous it family friendly enough. And, but but like but you you created your character, so I'm not really understanding <laughs> why you didn't let her you know get her
0: pound on. So many people are confused by this, and I have to clarify that when I said my character was not desirous enough of taking General Alcibiades to Poundtown. Like, when you roleplay a character in a game, sometimes the option just feels out of character, whether it's for that moment or whether it's for the character overall. I think we we all understand that. So even though the option sure. to take Alcibiades to Poundtown was there, it was right <laughs> in front of me staring me in the face. It was a moment in which I said... Cassandra, right now, is seeking information about the location of her mother. She is at a party in Athens... And feeling insecure because she does not often associate with these weirdo intellectuals. She is more comfortable <laughs> in the field, fighting, right. spilling the blood of men. Would she take alcibiades okay. to Poundtown right now? <laughs> I don't think she's really in the mood. I hope he offers later because I am here. I am ready. I'm looking for the opening. And so is he, always. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. This is, this is what I want Polygon to produce next year. It's a show of Simone goes to work for the Ubisoft team. Mm-hmm. Producing no. the next Assassin's Creed. And it's just you sitting down in a game design meeting and all the Ubisoft lawyers are there and they're turning white in the face. <laughs> and, and like you're making they're, all the like white, straight male developers. Like they're turning five different shades of God. color. You can't even interpret it. I want that show on I, YouTube. I, I,
2: I want it too, yeah. but, but, but we, we should remember that Ubisoft is French. So, you oh, know. Oh, that's true. That's true. So I, I think we, they might be into it.
0: <laughs> I reach into my briefcase and I unfold my incredibly detailed map to Poundtown. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, okay, that would make them blush. But again, I'm very proud. But I am confused. Okay, I get what you're saying about role playing. I just, I don't know. Are, are you going to replay the game and make Cassandra, you know, have more fun?
0: I just hope that an opportunity uh, arises at, oh a, a, at a later time. <laughs>
1: okay. <gasps> I want to talk about some tech news. Yeah, let's talk about some
0: tech. <laughs> All right. Our big story this week, among many other stories, we're covering a lot of exciting stuff this week, listeners, from the Facebook portal topic that we put off last week to oh. also the revival of Palm and Winamp. But today we are going to start off with my favorite story from last week, which is from Brian, Brian Merchant at Gizmodo, who attended Magic Leap's convention and wrote... In a manner that has been described as brutal, about oh. some of the apps that he saw there, and less about the apps which he described as cute and whimsical, if not revolutionary, but also about the positioning of the company who is is making the making these cute or getting developers to make these cute things, uh, but is also creating a product that doesn't really have a lot to show for it at the moment and also courting people like the government of Saudi Arabia and our own United States military um they're reportedly in talks to build a system for the U.S. military that would quote-unquote increase lethality of soldiers so they're. it's about the way that Magic Leap has kind of been anointed in the public consciousness as this revolutionary company, despite not having a very solid vision and not having a lot to show for itself while also courting much, much darker forces than, than it publicly admits to or presents basically. Yeah.
2: And, and I think we need to note that the, the, um, and obviously the links will be in the show notes, but the, the title of the article which is a really long and a really great read, I think is w- amazing. And it's The Magic Leap Con. Yep. And that's that's a great kind of turn of phrase in two ways because it's about Leap Con and the, you know, it works on two levels. It's yep. a really, it's, it's really, really good headline.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, so basically, uh, Christina, I assume you've gone to one of the OCs before, like Oculus Connect conferences. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a lot like what this story describes, like a lot of tech demos by the company. It's very guided, right? Like it's a a lot of startup companies trying to get yep. you to see their experience. And frankly, it's a lot of trash, right? Yep. Like mm-hmm. I'll never forget OC2. You know i 'm sitting now i 'm watching uh playing like the first generation of smartphone games where you like plop your phone inside of goggles that basically blow up the screen and i 'm just feeling nauseous for two hours <laughs> afterwards to the point of going to a bar until I just felt better um, I, so on one hand, I thought it was very reminiscent of oculus, so I thought it wasn 't really fair. And you know like i've also seen the video game industry do uh very constructive things with the u s military like i 've seen uh training for uh like uh, like v r training for soldiers uh for medical situations like how to save someone 's life i've seen simulators for what to do if like a a personnel carrier flips over. So you you know where to grab and hold on so you're not injured. And I think for some of those things, I think we'd all agree, no matter our feelings on the military, you want people, you know, they're serving to be safe. So I thought some of that stuff was unfair, but then he's like talking about the— the lack of a greater vision there about what Magic Leap is going to be. And I thought that was eminently fair. I mean, how did you two feel?
0: That was one of my... Like, aside from the the bombshells at the end, I, I don't know how well-known it was that uh, Magic Leap got $2.3 billion, uh from Saudi Arabia as an investment. Right. I don't know uh, if we talked about that before. I don't remember. But that was a bombshell for me. But then the part that just stood out to me as so uh, juvenile was when he was talking with the CEO of Magic Leap and asked him what his ideal vision, like, what what is your killer app for this device? What do you want it to be able to do? And the answer was, I want droids from Star Wars, and I want to be able to look up and see TIE fighters and X-Wings going at it in the sky. I want, like, a Star Wars aesthetic overlay for the world and i just kind of i think i put my face in my hands and i was like
1: oh
0: god (laughs) like it's a cool idea it's a cool idea but it's not it's not worth all this fanfare and secrecy that we've been having for years over this thing that's like at best, on par with Hololens and Oculus. I know those are two different things, but like right. But those ideas exactly that it's not moving the needle. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And just a quick correction.
2: So, um, a, a total Magic Leap has collected two point three billion in total. But the what they they raised their most recent funding was four hundred and sixty one million came from Saudi Arabia. So um, okay. What, but to be clear, four hundred sixty-one million dollars um, from a foreign government from any entity, period, is a humongous amount of, of funding. So I mean that that's that's still um, really significant. Um, Can I just looking- say
1: something here, really, really quickly? Like Saudi Arabia has been investing hardcore in technology. Yes. I'm not we're like let's be really honest here. Like there are horrifying questions about what happened to the Washington Post journalists. I've watched the news. I'm really glad we're finally having a discussion about our relationship with that government. But I also think it's important to say this is not just magic leap. Saudi Arabia no. has been venture capital funding companies uh, all across the tech industry we, we, for quite a while. So you're,
2: you're, you're not wrong. Um, and, and I, I know what I would also point out. And I don't think this makes anything necessarily better or worse, but I just think it's, it's worthwhile for perspective is that, you know, seven or eight years ago, uh, Yuri Milner's, uh, fund, uh, was one of the biggest tech investors and, that's russia um yeah. so you know and it, it's one of those interesting things now where um uh a lot of people um uh, DST is, is is the company, and and uh, you know they they made massive, massive, massive um, investments in tech, and and lots of people you know talk about the un- their their you know um, uh, uncomfortability with with Russia's you know interference, but we're more than happy to take the money. So you know I feel like when you're talking about any source of like you know um, uh, non democratic governments. Um, or even democratic, but but frankly, when you look at any sort of government investment, that's just something t- 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 to be noted on. But to go back to what you were saying, Simone, and, and I think you were kind of getting this too pretty, like I agree to me, you know, his description of the conference didn't really seem that outlandish because if you've been to any sort of developer mm-hmm. conference, especially anything that is trying to become the next thing, this is the stuff you see. And, and it reminded me a ton of, of, of uh, both Oculus conferences, frankly, it also remind, reminded me a ton of um, the last Tribeca Film Festival that I went to where they had a, a VR day and they had an entire kind of, you know, whole um, thing dedicated to, to VR filmmaking and and people really trying to sell their projects. Um, but also it was very much a sense of, you know, the technologies and the people investing in the technologies trying to sell its worth as, you know, um, a, a, another avenue. And, and so... But for me, yeah, the the reason why I'm going to hold Magic Leap to a higher level of of um, accountability and expect more is because a they've raised 2.3 billion, so they've raised uh, more than the what Facebook paid for Oculus. Um, B they have you know um, and and the press is significantly aided in this have been you know heralded as this game changing thing where. Everybody who a lot of people who've written about it, but especially the founders and, and and the investors have talked about it in these terms that have set the standard and the expectation higher than it seems what it can deliver right now. And that disconnect is 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 an issue because a that's going to cause you know people to question should I invest money in developing for this especially given the 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 broader problems with kind of the VR AR market as a whole and b you know how long is it going to be until we actually see that vision or is that ever going to come you know are we just are are, it, are they just kind of trying to stringing people along or or overhyping this I don't know
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah no I I completely agree with that I mean I think overall this. This piece, what I think it does is very fair, is it talks about the overall lack of vision at Magic Leap. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I haven't talked about this on Rocket, but when I you know, lost my election and I went down to Disney for a while, um, I was in the downtown Disney area, and they had a building set up. It was you know decorated like the Empire, and it, had, it sounded like some Disney ride. And I walk in the building, and do both of you remember the Ghostbusters story? We talked about the AR experience with Ghostbusters. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had in Times Square. Yeah, right. So they basically took that exact same technology, and you are with Cassie and Andor in the Rogue One universe, and you're breaking into a a, a stormtrooper facility, and you, know, you had Oculus goggles on and blasters, and you're solving puzzles, and it's like 15 minute experience, and it was a fantastic Disney ride that cost Frank and I $60. It was was perfect. But that's the use case for it, right? Like a a fun experience Mm -hmm. at an amusement park. I think when it comes to AR, it really troubled me in this piece that they're just talking about amusement park experiences. They're Mm -hmm. not talking about I mean, I think about like as someone running for office, if I could have information about the names of people at a party, right? Like, or, you know, where I leave my glasses in my house, like, you know, basic things like that. That's the AR case that makes sense to me. Like the Star Wars universe, that's not, that's not a vision for investors. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And I, I don't, I I think that if this is what you want to do, and this is what, this is your, this is what brings you joy. This is what you want your company to do. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just about, the positioning and the messaging of it that it's so strange to hear that from the CEO of a billion dollar company that that of all things is is the killer app for him yeah. right yeah, yeah no i
2: mean it's interesting you say that brie because i think that you're right in that there are all these other potential game changing things there are things in medicine there are things if we're going to talk about the military there are amazing things that you could consider the defense to use and, and and for people to use in training and for other things also when it comes to even therapy um there are things um you know just even you know more uh, more, yeah, more boring kind of enterprise stuff there's a lot of opportunity um and and that's actually you know disclosure and i do work at microsoft but that has been a lot of the HoloLens Focus, frankly, hasn't been on the entertainment side. It's been on more of the the business enterprise y kind of stuff. And the problem, though, you see with that, and and I kind of understand why the focus tries to go on the other stuff, is that's not that interesting to the regular person. That can make a lot of money and that can ultimately change things. But the thing that gets you wired cover stories and the thing that gets you lots of attention and the thing that gets you potentially, you know, some of this money um, is you know selling these these big as you said theme park experiences but i think you're exactly right brie and that it's like okay but that works in a certain context that's not necessarily something that people are going to want to buy and own for themselves and it's one of those things that doesn't necessarily scale and that you're going to find a huge you know number of people to build those experiences for you know yeah
1: yeah makes a lot of sense
0: Well, I will let you know. Hey, wow, that's not the tone that we use to transfer into a sponsored advertiser segment, guys. (laughs) I'm sorry that brought me down, but I'm going to lift it back up because this episode of Rocket is brought to you by Amazon Prime Video Channels. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prime Video Channels is another perk available to Amazon Prime customers. We all know. About their fast shipping, their ability to get things to me so quickly. But did you know that you can also get great entertainment instantly? That's even faster than than fast shipping. Through Prime Video channels. Whatever you're into, you can create a TV lineup that you love from over a hundred premium and specialty channels, such as HBO. You heard of a show called Game of Thrones? You heard of a show called Insecure? It's great, and you should watch it. They have those, plus the latest season of Ballers, uh, all the seasons of Game of Thrones, I should say, and a ton of movies. You heard of a channel called Stars? <laughs> they have a little show called Outlander. That's a lot of fun. People American
2: Gods as it. well. Oh, my yeah. God. I
0: forgot that they have American Gods. <gasps> American Gods is good stuff. And this way you can access all the shows that you love from traditional television, including – I'm going to mention this specifically. I was going to move on, but I noticed they they have British channels, and one of those is Acorn TV. And Uh that has the uh, Agatha Christie and then the None adaptation, which I have been freaking dying to watch. Mm -hmm. So – You like any of those channels, any of the channels I mentioned, or other channels like CBS, Showtime, you can start a seven-day free trial for any of the channels that you want to try. And after you've started a channel subscription, you can watch your movies and shows whenever and wherever you want. You just open the Prime Video app on any of your devices, and you look for your channels. So that's extremely cool. Uh, I, it's definitely probably about that time for rewatching all of Game of Thrones before the last season comes out, which it, it, I was horrifyingly informed this week that somebody described it as almost a decade that that show has been on the air. And I, who remember when that show started airing, started screaming as my face melted off from old age. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a lot of Game of Thrones to catch up on. You can watch that Christy Christie miniseries. It is about the time to sit on the couch and drink hot chocolate and watch TV, especially after a long day at work. That's what you want. And having access to so many more shows means you can really make the most of your downtime. With Amazon Prime Video Channels, you only pay for the channels you want, and you start your free trial of over 100 channels today by visiting tryprimechannels.com slash rocket. So that is, again, tryprimechannels.com slash rocket, T-R-Y, P R I M E channels.com slash rocket for a free trial of over a hundred channels. Thank you so much, Prime Video Channels, for your support of this show and all of Relay FM. Cool. Let's talk about that Facebook speaker. So, oh! Oh, so much fun news. This oh my is God. A, I'm so glad we waited on this one because this story too. got juicy oh. as heck. So, Facebook oh. announced their in home speaker camera system called Portal. It uses AI to have the camera follow you as you move around during video calls. And it's built on basically the the messenger structure, the messenger program. So when this was announced, it was uh, in the midst of everyone being upset about Facebook's carelessness with our data. And that was one of the questions that was posed to them, uh, post to Facebook when the portal was announced, was, will this be able to be used to collect data from inside people's homes? And this is where the juice comes in, because Facebook executives uh, mistakenly told Kurt Wagner from Recode, no, this will not collect data. And Facebook then reached out to him to clarify, no, Portal doesn't have ads, but the data about who you call and the data about the apps that you're using, like on Messenger, can be used to target you with ads in other Facebook-owned properties. So, right. So so they're like, oh, no, we're not advertising. We're not doing anything. Mm,
2: but we are going to monitor everything you do, who you talk to, time of day, your location, all that stuff. And, you know, if, if we decide to sell you, you know, uh, uh, stuff based on
0: that stuff, that's fine. A little bit of lack of clarity from Facebook leadership about what's happening with their device. I can't wait for just, so, I, I'm going to, no, don't say it, Simone. <laughs> say it, say it. I was going to say, what if you talk about, like, um, dragon dildos on the phone?
2: Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) And and then on Instagram, you start to see, like, you know, magic. All the
0: dragon dildos pop up. And then your Instagram is is tainted because of one bad phone call where you talk about dragon dildos? Is that right, lady? I mean, I mean... no,
2: but to be clear, they haven't said that they're going to listen to the content of your conversations. But I think that that's where we're fair. all going. Where we're at least that's where I'm going. I'm like, yeah, we're like one step away from them like updating the terms of service. Be like, oh, oh by the course. way, yeah. we can. We're we're going to listen to this just for assurance. And if you just happen to start seeing this stuff, because already Instagram and I know they're not actually doing anything, but I'll have a conversation or sometimes in text, but sometimes out loud. And then the next thing I know, I see the Instagram ad, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute! It happens you know, to me all the time, right? So, yeah, this is this is bad, though.
1: I mean, the thing is, at this point, we have ten, we have like Facebook has been around for over a decade, right? Like, fifteen years. Fifteen years. We have fifteen years of history with Facebook. The best predictor of what someone's going to do is what they've done in the past. And we know the record on privacy. We know the record on saying one thing and doing another. We know the record on promising to do the right thing on privacy. It's just not happening. And I have to say this. Today, Facebook is dealing with the newest scandal where it came out that they inflated their video ad mm-hmm. views, not by 50%, not by 60%, not by 70% but by 150 to 900%, mm-hmm. leading to, I, I cannot even tell you how many journalists I know that were laid off in this pivot yep. to video. Absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like, at absolutely this, at this point, if you're giving Facebook the benefit of any doubt, there's just no rational reason for it. And, i I guess for that reason i can't i I feel like Christina over the history of this show we 've tried to be fair for like the Google ecosystem or the apple ecosystem we've I, I feel like we've kept an open mind with products even when they aren 't things we would personally buy. But I feel ethically compelled to tell Rocket you listeners. You say that before we start the palm
0: segment. But right. yes, not to detract from your greater message. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: I, I, I mean that. Like please don't let your parents buy this. Don't let your friends buy this. Yeah. This is this is a really bad product.
2: No, I agree. The one thing I think though that makes me, I guess, feel better about all of this is that if you look at history, Facebook has had exceptionally poor luck in selling any sort of hardware or branded stuff. So this is the sort of thing where I think that even absent any of the massive privacy concerns that people obviously should have in any of the, the you know, truck trust or lack thereof in the platform. Um, this is a product that is priced um, at, at a rate that I, a I think is, is too high and that B I think um, will not appeal to the core maybe like person who doesn't care about, you know, Facebook's bad stuff, mm-hmm. um, while at the same time being completely uninteresting to anybody who might be looking at a, at a home speaker. So like pretend that that they didn't have, that, that Facebook wasn't having the worst year ever, right? I still feel like if you looked at this product and you compared it to an um, uh, an Alexa show, or if you compared it to the new um, Google uh, um, Home Hub, or um, you you compared it to any other number of kind of uh, you know screen based digital assistants. Um, this would not be something that would get a lot of people excited because a their ecosystem. Okay, cool. So you can talk to people by a messenger, but a lot of people. You know, you're gonna have a hard enough time, I think, getting people to wanna to do voice calls over over Amazon and Amazon has much better, you know, reputation for these sorts of things. And B, like I just feel like, you know, when when Facebook tried to do the Facebook phone with HTC, um the the you know, HTC home, it was hugely hyped and it was a gargantuan disaster. And anytime they've tried to do other kinds of four ways into hardware,
0: no one's cared. Lord, so, I forgot about that phone.
2: Yeah, and and it had been hyped for years. I mean, I was on TV for years talking about the impending, you know, ability for a Facebook phone. And by the time it finally came out, I think I wrote something for CNN where I was like, you know, this is the wrong thing. They don't need this now. This is this is going to be a mistake, and it was. I'm not always right, but I was in that case. And I feel like in this in this instance, this is one of those things where. I don't see anybody choosing to buy this, you know, yeah. even, even without yeah. anything else. And, and I have to say that is the one thing that makes me feel better. I mean, on the one hand, we can always enjoy some good, like Schadenfreude, um, at the hands of, uh, of Zuck, um, because he's just eminently punchable. But on the other hand, like it genuinely makes me feel at least somewhat relieved that, okay, this problem has all these issues and we can tell people, why are you letting this into your house? But the good news is, I don't think this is the sort of thing that anybody's going to want to put in their house anyway.
0: So you think with I mean, I I'm not defending Facebook here by any means, but um, as far as smart speakers goes, you do think that this is more of a danger comparable to other smart speakers, which I also don't necessarily I don't trust. Know.
2: I can't I can't speak to that, and I'm not going to try to opine on that. I do feel like this is a company that certainly has um, uh, had larger problems with privacy and that certainly has proven over time that they care less about yeah. disclosing things and maybe care less about keeping things separated. I think the very fact that they had to go back to Kurt and correct the record after they'd already said one thing – um, says a lot, yeah. And so, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean in, in in terms of just how they kind of see the 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 space. So I'm not going to say that it's more or less secure because I have no idea, and I'm not going to make aspersions on that. But I, I I definitely feel like as a company, I I think it's fair to say that their first priority is not going to be you know keeping all of your your information away from them. Like they want to choose get the data. to put your trust in someone else or just
0: rather have somebody who's at least going to be really upfront about about how stuff is being used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Kind of side note, gosh, this and the Amazon the Alexa show are so ugly. Mhm. <laughs> when are we going to have if if we got to have a smart speaker with a screen, when is it going to look good?
2: I don't know. I kind of think the the Google Home Hub and it doesn't have a camera on it, which is another reason I like it. I think that one's actually kind of attractive. If I could use Google Assistant, like if it didn't hate oh. non Google accounts that you have, like with Google Suite or whatever, um, I would be. Uh, okay, I don't hate more. This. More interested to, yeah, exactly. I would be more interested in considering that. I actually think that one's pretty decent looking, um, but that one doesn't have a camera. And and honestly, I think that's great for two reasons. One, um, I think at least in my case, like I can. I guess I can see the appeal of doing video calls on a screen, but at this point, it's like. If I'm going to do that, I'd rather use my phone or my iPad. Uh, and and two, you know, but, but whereas it, the the usefulness of having a screen for your assistant would be if you wanted to watch like a video to show how to do something, or you know, maybe, maybe maybe see you know a certain news alert or whatever, see a clip of something like if you're cooking and you wanted to actually see you know the recipe being done, like I could see that being useful. Mm-hmm. Um, so. For me, I'd, I'd rather spend less money and not have to deal with the camera and then the eeriness for that level. Because it's like one thing to put like a microphone in your house. I think it's another thing to kind of put, even though people put, you know, cameras in their houses all the time. But it seems slightly different maybe to have, you know, a, a voice activated, you know, assistant camera. I don't know.
1: Yeah, You know what? I can't believe isn't here yet. It, so if one of the things Porsche is selling along with the uh, their new electric vehicle, the, uh Takan, is a drone that's built into it. So you can, like, lift up the back of your uh, Taycan and, like, a dr- a drone will come out. Oh, that's and the cool. the drone will follow your car as you're driving so you can take pictures of yourself driving a Porsche. Okay, that's which amazing. Is, which is the most Porsche thing ever. It really but, is. Like, but, but it's, like, I want that for real life. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm to follow you to... around
0: your house so, like, you can be cleaning your toilet while you're on the phone.
1: <laughs> Maybe not that, but, like... Uh, you know, something would like, like follow me around at a certain event and take pictures of it. Oh, or, yeah. Like we have drone mm-hmm. technology. Like I would love to have an Apple Watch where instead of swiping up and hitting the button to find my iPhone, like it's like boop and my drone comes over, and then right. there's a little screen taking a picture of it. Like uh, you know, the the flying technology, drone technology. Really, it's gotten very good lately. There's no reason we can't have anything like that. So, I would love to see us move in that direction.
2: No, yeah, that would be cool. I think you you need to worry about you know like how many people, how many you would have in one space or not, and and obviously yeah. you you can yeah. you can get drones so that they can work indoors and 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 whatnot. But you, you know. They have to work on issues like clearance and, and things like yep. that. But I'm, I'm with you. I mean, like, I, I would be very game. And think about all the vloggers. If you could just have a drone <laughs> follow you around and you didn't have to carry, like, you know, like a, a a Gobi, like, in front of you to, you know what I mean? Like, it would make things so much easier. I'm here for it. And I would <laughs> fr- I, I would rather have that than, like, uh, a, a weird, ugly screen that I can, like, you know – talk to people on video and messenger and maybe I'm just totally the wrong demographic, but I've never made a video call on
0: Facebook messenger ever, ever. I've
1: done it by accident, but yes. (laughs) Sometimes like
0: when I first moved here and I like wanted to give apartment tours, I would use a video call, but I, I I don't like video calling, but, but, but I use, I use FaceTime.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I, and, and you know, or like, I don't know. It's 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 weird. I know people who who use it, and I know that there are people who do it because otherwise it wouldn't exist. I know that it's like very popular on WhatsApp, but like again, like I said, maybe I'm just the wrong demographic. But I just when I want to talk to somebody, I do. There are people that I FaceTime with all the time, and like I'm very excited about multi user FaceTime. Yeah, but 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 that's uh, and and I and I I almost wonder like that could almost be compelling in, in a in a smart speaker with a screen or whatever. If you saw like everybody's face, like the Brady Bunch, you know, kind of like you know Zoom meetings, but but everybody together, I, I guess that could kind of be interesting, maybe even in the work. But again, that would be, like, more useful in the workplace than, like, at home. I don't know. Yeah, especially
0: with something that, like, it'll be mobile. Not mobile, but you can move it around, obviously. But you're not going to be, like, carting it from room to room, you know? <laughs> right. Anyway, yep. this episode of Rocket is brought to you by our friends at Text Expander from Smile. Text Expander helps you communicate smarter because you can create snippets for the things you type or the things that you copy and paste all the time. You can create snippets for short things like email addresses, website addresses, today's date. Or you can make snippets for longer things like directions. Proposals, or answers to common questions. And if you are thinking, my God, so many possibilities, what would I possibly create a snippet for? The answer is that you should check out the Text Expander blog for more snippet ideas. Snippets can be summoned in any app on Mac, Windows, iPhone, and iPad. Just use a short abbreviation. Or search for them. Using a hotkey as you type. You can even personalize your responses using fill in fields and then share your snippets with the entire team to power everyone's productivity. That is the beautiful thing about Text Expander from Smile. Christina, what do you like about Text Expander from Smile? Uh, I like so many things about
2: Text Expander from Smile. Uh, first of all, uh, the name because it says exactly what it says it does. But and I've talked yes, about this indeed. before for for years. I've had custom you know snippets that I that I use for various purposes. And, and at Mashable, I used to have a lot of kind of. Specific things that I would do, and now at Microsoft I do as well. So when I do um, my my weekly news show this week on Channel Nine, I have to do the the show notes, and a lot of that includes like including certain links and um, certain um, maybe putting certain tracking things on certain URLs. And I could batch do that, but a lot of times what will happen is it's just easier if I just add the uh, the, the tracking part um, that because it's gonna it always has the same um, code at the end of of each link, oh, and yeah. so I have like like. I have like a three-letter string that I just type in, and then that appends it to the URL. And I also have things because you can copy in in rich text, plain text, um, and other stuff. And so I have it. So if I'm, I can you know cop, I can paste a certain a a block of text that's formatted a specific way when I'm in like the the CMS, and and it'll you know show up um, automatically. So I I use a few things like that. Um, You can also uh, you know uh, create. uh, full on, uh, you know, snippets and and kind of actions using Apple Script and JavaScript, so it can actually execute code if you need to. Like one of the things that I do all the time is again, um, and I did this at Mashable. I have like a bunch of links open in in Chrome or in Safari, and I want to get the URLs from those links, but I want to have them formatted in a certain way so that I can see them and then I can reference them when I'm writing stuff. And so I just type in. Um, I have a snippet that I type in, and it's it's a, um, a semicolon links, and it'll grab. All of those links and what? put them in formatted in my text editor, Whoa. and then I can access them. And then and that's just an Apple Script call, and it's really awesome.
0: You are a power user.
2: Yes, you can do all that sort of stuff and more. Um, honestly, like it's it's a really really powerful app. It's great just for the stuff like I don't want to have to type this a million times, but you can also automate and make like your own personal workflow
0: way better if you're willing to geek out over it. Holy crap. If you're interested in learning more about that, you can head to textexpander.com slash podcast right now for 20% off your first year. That is again, textexpander, T-E-X-T-E-X-P-A-N-D-E-R.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year. Thank you so much, textexpander, for your support of Rocket and all of FM.
1: Excellent. Well, I just want you to know, Christina. You said automatically, not yes. automatically.
0: I know that was that
1: was intentional. That was, well, that was smooth. That was very smooth. <laughs> it was
0: very. I, I noticed too, and I thought it was very good. I love no, it. It is it like it, magic.
2: Well, that's the thing. It's not just automatic. It's not. It is. It is automatic, but it feels like magic. I
1: love it.
0: You know what else is magic? The magic of necromancy. Calm.
1: (laughs) And Winnip. There's the show title. Yep. There it is. The magic of necromancy. Oh, wow.
0: All right. Exciting resurrections, though. Or interesting. Interesting resurrections.
1: Oh my God! You know Uh, the dream of the '90s
0: is alive and tech. Yeah,
1: it's awesome. Resident Evil Two, an awesome game that came out in 1998. I think Uh that's coming out. I know. Uh, I can't wait. When Amp is back, the Toyota Supra is about to come out in a few weeks. Oh no! (laughs) Yeah, they're bringing it back. They're doing platform sharing with this Z4, and now this is back. I can't even believe it.
0: Oh. So Winamp yeah. is bringing, a, bringing out a desktop and mobile app that's supposed to unify your music subscription services. Not many details on that yet, but Palm is releasing a companion phone that will be so available much. as, like, a subscription, an additional subscription to your <gasps> large phone, your normal uh, phone, yeah. rather. Oh, my God. For messages and so calls. Great. Here are some of my favorite details about this. Not to start us off on a negative note, but I'm going to. I'm sorry. It doesn't. No, it's use hilarious. I message, <laughs> and you, if you're on Android, you should. You'll be using Verizon's messaging app uh-huh. with it. So, yeah, also. That's cool. um, yeah, no, so, so it's
2: $10 a month, um, as an add-on. Like you can't buy it on your own and make it your own primary phone if you wanted a tiny little Android phone for some reason. You've got to get it in addition to one of your existing things. And it uses basically, um, one of, a can't remember what it's called. It's, it's like, well, it's not their virtual sim, but it's kind of a similar thing where you, it's like the same technology that lets you on your Apple watch, like have the same phone number on your watch and mm-hmm. on your iPhone. It uses that sort of uh, technology so that you can, you know, ostensibly like have your regular phone like at home, and then just go out with this tiny little thing. Um, it, the focus is supposed to be like see the real world and and don't pay attention to you know your phone. Uh, of course, that seems to kind of ignore the fact that although there is a camera on it, it's not particularly great from what it seems. And I don't know about you guys, but a thing that I do with my phone a whole bunch. Is take photos. Yeah. So that seems a little bit weird, uh, but I do. I love this. I love the ridiculous nature of this. A. I was actually a huge Palm person, and and um, I I didn't ever have any of the WebOS devices, but I always liked what they did, and 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 I've always enjoyed the history of Palm. Um, Dieter Bone, um, uh, at The Verge, he obviously did like a hands-on review, and he is the person who had to do that because. I first became aware of Dieter when he used to do the trio central trio cast. No. Of, yeah. He, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh he did a podcast God. about the, about the Palm trio in like 2006. Um, like, wow. like, like, like that's how I first became aware of, 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 uh, Dieter is because he did that stuff and he was like such a hardcore, you know, Palm guy. And then he got really into WebOS and that sort of stuff. But yeah. Um, anyway, so it was, it's, it, I, I was just jazzed to see him talking about a palm phone again. Um he he met his wife even through like WebOS cuz she worked at Palm <laughs> at the time. Like adorable. It's, it's it is adorable. I love and it. and uh but but like Yeah, I feel This phone like is ridiculous.
0: It yeah, I it is interesting to me because I feel like it does it indicates a culture shift where we're kind of looking for phone minimalism instead of phone maximalism. Like totally. I, I think that the Apple Watch is part of that where you're, you know, you're trying to minimize the amount of time that you're actually looking at the phone. People, Apple's introducing the um, the time management stuff and Screen Google time. has their mm-hmm. own time management stuff. So I, I think we are kind of moving towards a stage of phone minimalism. But I also don't necessarily see, and Dieter even said in his video, this is an Apple Watch but it's not on your wrist it's, it's a watch yeah. essentially yeah. it does the it's same a watch. things like yeah, you get yeah, notifications exactly. on it and then you're like okay that's what's happening but you know I, like even the interface kind of looks apple watchy like with those bubbles
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, or maybe like yeah. a PS
0: Vita. I can't decide. Oh, totally, Yeah, it's kind of like a Vita.
2: I mean, and I do love, like, despite just having bought the biggest phone that I swear I would never buy, like a huge phone or whatever, oh. having the XS Max. Like, I do love tiny phones, and I would be all about having a super, super tiny, like, night phone. Like, I'm not even opposed to it. I just feel like this is the wrong way to do it. Yeah. Um, I also feel like, and it's funny. So the Palm brand has switched hands a couple of times. So the company was originally founded in like the mid '90s, and then 3Com um, bought it, but but kept it around. And then it was spun off into its own thing. And then the software was spun off as something called Palm Source. And then. Um, A venture capital thing, Bono's venture capital uh, fund, um, Elevation Partners, um, uh, made a big investment and said, okay, we're going to try a brand new operating system and go all in. And they did webOS, which didn't really work. But A, the guy who designed this interface is now the head of Android's design. And B, um, basically every phone kind of now looks sort of like webOS did back then, which is interesting. Then um, they sell to HP. And HP's then CEO was like, man, we're gonna invest everything, and we're gonna make WebOS a thing. We're gonna have it on laptops, and we're gonna do it on tablets. We're gonna do all this stuff. And then that, that guy was Mark Heard, and there was a there was a scandal involving him and um uh, some uh, and a vendor that, that that uh you know there were some harassment allegations. So he uh, he resigned and uh, went to Oracle, and they brought in this guy named Leo Apotheker who um was uh real smart and um he spent uh 10 billion dollars of hp's money on um mm. magic beans oh like literally <laughs> he literally bought a company that did nothing and that he overpaid for and then they had to take a, a write down for the entire cost oh God. and and then sue people like he, they literally lost 10 billion dollars and that's one of the reasons why hp had to split into into two companies Ooh. anyway when that happened he didn't care anything about he didn't make the webos and the palm acquisition so he didn't care so they released this iPod, um, iPad knockoff. They put it, they they like made it. As soon as the first iPad came out, they're like, "We're going to copy this," and then they did. They released like a bonafide fide iPad copy called the Touchpad. The problem was, a the software still wasn't done, and b it came out after the iPad 2 was already out. So you've got like this yeah. big chunky tablet, and and it's mm-hmm. the same price as an iPad, and it has none of the apps, and it's kind of clunky. And people are like, "What?" So forty two days later, HP is like, "Yo." So, um, we bought this autonomy company and this is before it was clear that it was, you know, uh, a, 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 a bad magic bean investment. Um, things aren't looking so hot. We're just going to cancel all of the the WebOS projects we had, including this phone that we were about to launch. Oh. Um, and, and, and this, this tablet that we released to huge fanfare 45 days ago. Yeah. We're, we're putting, we're discontinuing that. Oh, but we're going to sell it for like $150. So then, of course, people wanted to buy it. Um, and and they're you know uh, to, to to get rid of their inventory, and then Palm WebOS went to LG, and um, the Palm brand went to TCL, who is also the, the they're a Chinese company. They make TVs, they're a really big TV maker, and they make the Alcatel phone lines, and they also own the the, the BlackBerry phone brand. Like BlackBerry still makes some of their own stuff, but but like. BlackBerry Mobile is is TCL, and they bought Palm a few years ago and didn't do anything with it. But they had announced they're like, oh, we're going to bring Palm back. But then I guess they kind of realized they already have their hands full with BlackBerry, and there's no reason to have two like you know like late 90s, early 2000s phone brands. So they sold it to another company, which is the company that put out this tiny device. And uh, and I'm sorry for ranting that long, but that was more interesting. That history, I think, <laughs> of, of, of the history of Palm was more interesting than this phone.
0: The history, bit, uh, the family tree of palm.
1: <laughs> I love it. No, I mean, look, I'm going to be honest. Like, Christina, you bought the Nokia banana phone yes. because of nostalgia. Yes, you
0: did. Totally.
1: Um, That's why I will be buying this device when it comes out. Do I expect it to really offer anything long-term in my life that's going to be awesome? no. I, I would love to be wrong, uh, but it's like I already have an Apple Watch, right? Right. It is so
2: cute. It is adorable, but here's my issue. Like, I would almost be, like, not opposed to buying it, or in theory, but because it's Android, you can't get your iMessages. Yeah. Mm. So I don't see the point. Like, if I, ha- if I had an Android phone and I could get my text on it or whatever, I could maybe see the play. Also for me, I can't, I I personally, I I respect anybody who wants to go after the nostalgia thing, even though I tend to think that nostalgia tag is bad. I'm also a hypocrite. Um, (laughs) But but like, like, this doesn't have the real Palm logo. It doesn't have any of the Palm interface stuff. It doesn't have any of the stuff that made me love the Palm pilot back in the day. So I don't, other than the name, I kind of don't know how nostalgic it really is.
1: Maybe we should just wait for a review to come out. I don't know. I get, you know, I thought of, I just thought
0: of the use case of that for this. And it is when you are a lady going out and you have no pockets and you have a tiny clutch
2: clutch. and your
0: phone can't fit in your clutch. I'd
2: actually, I'd actually thought of this and I
0: was like that this would be a great club
2: phone again though. The problem is, is like the camera's kind of crappy, but I mean, maybe that's better than nothing. I mean, you know what this would be good for? Although again, like you have to share the phone number or whatever. But this kind of would be good. is like okay, if you're sharing a number with somebody, like if you have kids, you know what I mean? Oh. Yeah, you get one That's like and and, and and like 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 you give the kid the tiny phone. It's not that powerful. They're not going to be able to do that many things on it. They're going to get kind of annoyed, so they're not going to be on it all the time. But you can call them, and also because it's connected to your phone, you can see out the text messages.
1: <laughs> you know, you know what I could think of to use with this, like uh, putting this on the campaign phone, so of the other members of my staff can answer if calls come yeah. through. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: No, actually, that would be a really good case for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, actually, and then you get really
0: good battery life too. Would you be and able to case, buy multiple of them, or is there is just one per number?
1: I I don't think we're in. I don't don't think we know a lot of these things until reviews come Interesting. out. Interesting. So, well, we yeah, can explore yeah, that is. when the
0: reviews come out. There it is. This episode of Rocket is also brought to you by Eero. Woo! Yeah, with Eero, you can build a Wi-Fi system that is perfectly tailored to your home. We live in an extremely high bandwidth world right now, (laughs) and you probably need a distributed system in your home to make sure that you get the best speeds available no matter where in your home you are. With Eero, you can install an enterprise-grade Wi-Fi system in your home in just a few minutes. It starts with one second-gen Euro device. Not going into the, 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 the Lincoln Park song, classic Lincoln Park song. One I thing. know. Uh, you I, you I, got I, me. You got me. I did, actually. I found my head. It's a great song. <laughs> one thing. I do know what it is. It's the second-gen Euro device. It has three 5 gigahertz radios, which allows for increased speed and range. And it sits flat on any surface and connects either over Ethernet or wirelessly. Second step, you expand the coverage through your whole home by adding beacons. These are little devices that you plug into your wall, and then Wi-Fi has expanded to that place. Simple. Simple as that. Eero is now also introducing Eero Plus, which is designed to provide simple, reliable security to help defend all the devices in your home from malware, phishing, and unsuitable content. So you can (laughs) automatically tag sites that contain violent, illegal, or adult content. Uh, It includes ad blocking functionality, which improves load times for websites that are full of privacy invading ad tracking. And it's also possible to have Eero Plus check the sites that you visit against a database of millions of unknown threats to prevent you from visiting anywhere malicious. Eero Plus also includes subscriptions to encrypt.me for VPN protection, 1Password for password management, and Malwarebytes for antivirus solutions. Hello, safety. Free, how are your Eero's treating you?
1: You know, whatever I buy, I want it to be the best. This is the best Wi Fi product you can buy. End of story. And I've talked about this a thousand times how reliable and easy and fast and secure it is. I mean, do you know that dance where like your routers is like acting quirky? I had uh, ah, messed this yes. on my firewall settings on my uh, you know, FiOS router. And I needed to just reset the whole house. And rather than walk upstairs to both rooms, walk downstairs, walk into the basement, you know, I just like opened up the app, hit a button, restarted everything. Boom, done. I mean, it's it's just an amazing product.
0: Oh, that's so cool and great. As a listener, my listeners of this show, you can get one hundred dollars, one hundred dollars off the Base unit and two beacons package. Plus a year of Eero Plus, which is that thing I talked about that has like one password and all the, the safety. So if you want $100 off the base unit and two beacons in Eero Plus, you can go to Eero.com slash rocket and at checkout use the promo code ROCKET. That's dot com slash rocket and the promo code ROCKET. Thank you so much, Eero, for your support of Rocket and Relay FM. Woohoo! All right. How bursting have you both been to talk about your freaking Dyson's? Oh my God.
1: (laughs) So, this is why I would propose. I know a lot of our listeners are not going to be super into this. So, I vote like we're going to have the girliest discussion about this product. (laughs) I vote we end the show and put it after the credits for people. How do both of you feel about that?
0: You're proposing that we have a giggly, girly discussion yes. about the Dyson and put I it am. immediately after we talk after about it. Paul so, Allen, who right. has unfortunately died this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah. you know
2: what? Paul Allen would appreciate this. <laughs> I
0: will would. let that stand.
2: <laughs> no, I I think I think he genuinely would. Like he would he was really into investing in cool, quirky things and making things better. And yeah, mm-hmm. um, I don't know um are also right. uh be, be, before before we before, before we speak referently about paul allen we do have latest uh, su- uh summer of scams You're right christine okay oh, let's do we oh. have a ditty
0: for the summer of scams <laughs> do, 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 do do it's the summer of scams with christina warren updating us <laughs> on the summer of scams okay christina take us oh. away what is our latest news from the summer of
2: scams uh, so everyone's favorite tomorrow scam company, MoviePass, uh, is being investigated by the New York State Attorney General. Oh. Uh, actually, to be more specific, uh, Helios and Matheson, the company, which as listeners will know, I've been harping on for months. It's like something is something scammy is going on here. Uh, yeah. There, there's a uh, they're they're looking into whether or not there's been some sort of maybe fraudulent um investment action happening. And um, CNBC reported today. Uh, it's still an ongoing thing. There hasn't been any court documents uh, that have come out, but apparently there is uh, an attorney general uh, investigation, which is pretty exciting. I'm so happy for you. You were Christina was right.
1: You were right. I, I, I'm so
2: excited about this. No, I mean, look, obviously. <laughs> Because this, the whole the whole the product just continues to get worse, and and the whole thing is just ridiculous. And now the the parent company that has that seemed really off turns out might be really off. So uh, honestly, like this is this isn't as good as as you know Fire Festival dude getting six <laughs> years in prison. That was also epic. Um, and and there's a great smur of scams, uh, or I guess fall of scam story um, a, about a, a guy who pretended to be um, like the, the the Prince of Jordan. Uh, in uh, at Vanity Fair this month, which is excellent. I know that's. Oh, I still need to read piece. that one. Yes. I forgot about it. It's it's yes. really good. Oh, it's, it's a amazing. really good long read. It's honestly a great story. Uh, I do feel like Movie Pass is the gift that has continued it really is, to though, give. Here, and is there's still so much
0: more to uncover. There's still so
2: much more. Like honestly. The best decision I've ever made was buying the movie pass. That was <laughs> I can't that wait was... for
1: the twenty thirty reboot of movie pass. Oh, <laughs> they bring it back with Thoranos and it's like a oh a my dual, god dual yes, oh. it's you're, gonna be great. You're you're,
2: you're, you're dead on. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so that is our 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 breaking movie pass news um, is that uh, the, uh Helios and Matheson is being investigated by
0: the AG. So awesome. Happy for you. All right. Do you want to say also a, a couple words about Paul Allen? Yeah. And I think you probably could, too, because
2: you would know this, some of this stuff more than me being somebody who grew up in the Puget Sound area. But um, Paul Allen, who is uh, the co-founder of Microsoft um, and, um, uh, you know, the owner of the, the Seattle Seahawks and the um, uh, Portland um, uh, Trailblazers, um and um uh, an investor and philanthropist and according to Quincy Jones somebody who could sing and play as well as Jimi Hendrix oh wow um uh passed away um this week um of a uh, of Hodgkins, and um you know it's 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 a real loss i think for the tech community for the investor community for the philanthropic community um and then you know not only do you know, was he really responsible for a lot of early things that happened at Microsoft, and was obviously hugely influential from that perspective? But what he went on to do after he left Microsoft in his career as an investor and in other things um, were I think equally important. And, and by all accounts, he seemed like a, a, a really nice guy. But just the last eighteen months or so, you know, slightly less than that, I've lived in Seattle. You see his influence everywhere, and it's really rare, I think, that you see. Um, people who become that successful who are so committed to their hometowns. He grew up in Seattle and he continued to always give back the Puget sound area. Um, South Lake union, which is where Amazon's is headquartered and where Google is, is spending a lot of money on office space is largely owned by, or uh, the, or the, the real estate was largely owned by his company Vulcan capital and, um, In fact, he actually wanted to turn it into like a central park in Seattle, like make it like an open park thing. And and the the city voted it down twice. And so he wound up, you know, turning it into high rises and real estate and and Amazon built their HQ, which is like the one of the biggest, you know, urban, um, you know, uh, corporate campuses, period. Um, And um, and it's completely revitalized that area and really kind of changed Seattle in general, but, but he's, you know, um, the museum of pop culture and and the uh, air and space museum and the computer history museum, like there are all these things in Seattle that are things that he did. There's movie theater, Cinerama, but Simone, you, you grew up, you grew up here. Um, was it evident to you like that the Microsoft guy was always buying and doing cool stuff in the area?
0: Actually, no, I I wasn't super keyed into, to what he was doing. So you're, saying that he was involved in the museum of pop culture. That's news to me. I love the, the yeah, museum it, of yeah, pop he culture. Created it's it. really cool. Yeah. He funded it. That's yeah, awesome. He funded it. That place is great. Do you have anything to add, Brie?
1: Uh, you know, I think it's an age where tech needs some good guys, right? Like it feels like a lot of the people used to look up to, um, they've really fallen short in the last few years and it's, it's just the end of an era to see somebody who really unequivocally gave back to the community to see him pass. It's just, it's, it's very sad. All right.
0: Well, do you want to talk about what we're doing this week before yeah. we adjourn for hair talk <laughs> Brie, What are you doing this week?
1: I want to tell every guy out there, like you should listen to it, just so you know what to get if you happen to date women. This would be a very or good have, gift long, for hair woman, or have yeah, long, long hair, woman or have long hair. I want to do this to my husband's hair so bad, and he won't let me. That's hear him cruel, with it. but yes. why won't he is. let it you? Is. This would give you know. so much it's pleasure. Do it. He has long, gorgeous hair. And I just want to be like, let me show this to you. And he's like, no. But anyway, what am I doing this week? Uh, we are hiring two people, and they are coming up this week from New York to do their probationary period. So that's the really big thing that I'm up to this week. Also, uh, I've gotten ridiculously into it's a Final Fantasy uh, collectible card game. It's like magic. Nice but it's Final Fantasy oh, instead God, and it's so ridiculously good. It is awesome. And playing the mess out of that.
0: Christina, what about you? Um,
2: so I'm actually doing an interview with, uh, with Kevin Scott, our, uh, CTO, um, Tomorrow that will be recorded um, and and become kind of an episode of our podcast. I'm doing it live um, in front of um, uh, some, some employees, and the Q and A part won't be recorded, but the the interview part where I kind of talk to him about his career and and um, and how he got into tech and kind of some of his management philosophies and and things like that um, will be on a future episode of the podcast I do with him called uh, Behind the Tech um, with uh, Kevin Scott. And uh, so I'm excited about that. And then I've got uh, just um, I'm uh, actually this weekend. I'm going to be at the University of Washington um, for Dub Hacks, which is like their uh, annual um, hackathon, and I will be um, giving a, a talk and also um, judging um, the one of the one of the contests. So and then also kind of you know hanging out and helping um, people get started with Azure um, if they have any questions nice. about ooh, stuff. Ooh. So so I'm 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 going to be hanging out with the college kids um, trying to look super young. Um, and, and, and just hoping that they don't call me ma'am because then I'll feel really bad about myself. So uh, if you happen to go to UW and you're going to be at Dubhacks and you happen to listen to the show, these are all three very unlikely things that I'm saying. But if you are there, then obviously say hello.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I <laughs> forgot to mention I'm having uh, – Alice and I are hanging out this week. I'm really yes! looking forward to that. Yeah, we're going to party around Boston. Oh, yeah, because gave... she's going to Harvard for the – yeah. Awesome, awesome, I awesome. showed her a picture of both of my sports cars, and I'm like, which one should we go conquer oh Boston Oh, my gosh. In? So, you're going
0: to have the best time. Do you
1: want convertible or do you want like, – like deadly fast race car, like just pick one. So we're going to. It's going to be a that's blast. awesome. Please take photos. <laughs> what, what am about I? You,
0: I'm trying yeah. to think of what I'm I'm doing this week. We're all just preparing because next week Red Dead Redemption will come out, so we'll have mm-hmm. to be covering that like nobody's business. So that that's kind of what I. It's kind of like a, a weird dead space right now. Like it's going to happen. It's going to happen, and then Fallout seventy six. Uh, their open beta, I think, starts very stupidly soon. Ooh. So all these things, all these things are on the verge of happening. But nothing is happening yet, except that I'm going to party it up in a cemetery on Saturday night. <laughs>
1: Where can Heck we find yeah. you online, Brie? Uh, Space Cat Gal on Twitter. And Christina?
0: Uh, film underscore girl on the Twitters and the Instagrams. Nice. And you can find me on Twitter at Doom Quasar. And you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and give it a good <laughs> rating or a review. And tell your friends about it, especially if they're about to have opinions about hair. Because yep. they will when we're done talking about the Dyson Airwrap because it's super baller. Seriously, do listen to the... Uh, we're we're going to have a good time in our our post-show segment. Oh. Uh, and uh, I'll I'll get to that right now. Thank you, everyone. This episode of Rocket is terminated. Not
1: terminated. Not terminated. <laughs> Indeed. Oh my god! This is so good. This is so good. I have supermodel hair every day of the week now. It is amazing. I, I have I could not say enough good things about this.
0: I watched that like nineteen minute video that you linked me. Yeah, and it's witchcraft, Brie. We have to burn <laughs> it. It's
2: so good. It's so good. So so Brie, um, you got yours before me. So you've I, I got mine yesterday. So I've only used it once. Okay, um, but I've really enjoyed it, and, and I'm I'm looking forward to because my hair needs to look super good for the interview I'm doing tomorrow. Oh. Um, so I'm like very stoked uh, about giving myself you know, supermodel hair. Yeah. Tell me about your experience. Tell me about how you're using it.
1: So, so just to catch listeners up, if you didn't watch last week's show, Dyson put out a new product called the Dyson, uh, air curl and air wrap. It's basically air wrap. I'm sorry. Um, and it's got different attachments on it and it's, Essentially a hair tool for dummies. <laughs> I cannot stress how little talent I have at this. I have tried messing with my hairs. I've bought expensive gadgets. I've tried to learn to blow it out. I just suck at it. And this is why I'm constantly going to get professional blowouts. This thing is it's 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 like dark magic, Christina, because you you wash your hair. And then you rough dry it with this one thing and it's so easy. Like the paddle brush to like smooth out your hair. It's perfect. Like I can get pin straight, perfect smooth hair in like five minutes with this thing. And then to do like the supermodel curls on all the ends, you know, give it a little bit of like body and stuff like that. It's another five minutes and I can go from completely wet hair to putting on makeup in less than 10 minutes with this thing and it looks amazing it feels as good as a blowout it lasts for days you if you don't have time to wash your hair you can just cheat it and then just like you know s- spray a little water in it and do it when you get out of the shower It's freaking amazing and I love this thing.
2: Yeah, I um I I I love it too. And like I said, I haven't had as much uh, experience with it, but um it I was surprised how fast it is. Um yeah. it, because I'd used the the um their the the supersonic uh, hair dryer before, but I hadn't spent a lot of time with it. And that one, you know, one of the big things they talked about was that it could dry your hair faster than a normal hair dryer. And this one, like it comes with a smaller attachment, which is basically like a mini version of that hairdryer. Right. And that's the thing that you can kind of use at first, you know, kind of get your hair kind of dampish. And then you can use... The brushes that come with it to get your hair straight if you want to do that or just to continue kind of drying it. There's a round brush, um, which uh, you can do to kind of get more volume. Um, how I typically dry my hair is I have a big round brush in one hand and a hair dryer in another, and then I have my my head flipped upside down, and I'm trying to kind of like, you know, use the round brush to kind of get volume and, right, and, and add right. other stuff. That and, is the uh, nightmare. Uh, well especially uh, if uh, if if you uh, lose uh, access to one of your arms Oh, no. <laughs> as I, as oh i did no. earlier as I did earlier oh, this year yeah, uh, yeah it was, it was it was real not great so this is literally like a one step for that but then like you said when you're done when it's but when your hair is basically dry you can take these um I guess they call them like barrels or whatever and you can curl your hair and if you want to like there's a video that we'll link to where somebody does a lot more with it like you can really kind of go all out and do some of the curling and then you know spray it if you want to or do other things make it fancy but like you like' I'm, I'm okay like with a flat iron and i can kind of maybe add some waves that way but i'm not super great i've never been super great at curling my hair and i've like my mom and my sister are i've always had like full curlers and have been able to do that sort of thing i've never been able to do that like the hot rollers like i've never been able to to do that with my hair like when i've tried to use hot rollers when i was younger like it was just always a disaster i always and,
1: think it looks like that product to me at least with my skill on it it looks terrible I mean, I have never been able good.
0: to to curl hair. Yeah. Right, right. <sighs> but, but,
2: I, but, like, I know people who can, and, like, I've just always been terrible at it. Right. Whereas this, what's so cool is it has this thing they call, like, the Coanda effect or whatever, but basically it sucks it wraps it because it's... The reason Dyson makes this is it basically it's a mini vacuum cleaner motor. <laughs> like, it's basically a mini vacuum cleaner that then, right. then has these attachments that work on your hair. And, and the barrels, your hair is, like, wraps around it, like, naturally. And... Like it, 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 it's that's why the video was so cool. And you saw, it, you're like, oh my God, this actually is working. And then it, it's not, um, it's hot, but it's not like if you have it touched close to your skin, like it's warm, but it's not like if you have a curling iron close yeah. to your skin where you're like, oh my God, now I burn myself.
1: Oh, I burned myself a thousand times with my chi iron and my curler and all of that. And not, I mean, it would be very hard to hurt yourself with this. But I mean, hand to God, I'm sitting here right now, it's almost 10 o'clock. I like walked out the door this morning at 10 o'clock. I did my hair and I swear it looks exactly as good right now as it did this morning when I left. I mean, that's, it's such, I mean, it's so amazing. It's such a like professional confidence booster to be able to go into any situation with good hair. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: No, 100%. Yeah. People who have good hair or, or women, I should rephrase this. Let me rephrase that entirely to not be discriminatory. Women who look like they have styled their hair professionally are so intimidating. Yeah. And it's good to look intimidating.
2: (laughs) It is. And it can also be, you know, even like, if you have the skill for it, it can still take a long time. This takes less time. But if you don't, like like we're talking about, like, this doesn't require that. And then, like you said it's like you went to dry bar and I've spent a lot of money at dry bar. I've spent a lot of money getting blowouts and, and they do a great job and it's nice that you get the champagne and whatnot, but the money, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Um. My friend Juliet, who got hers last week before we got ours and who loved it. Like she saw me tweeting about it and then went out and, and got it because um um Ulta and Orange County had it. Like she spends like 50, she was spending like $50 plus a week on, on blowouts. Yeah. And, and she's like, I'm not going to have to do that anymore. So same, it's it's expensive, same. and I wasn't doing them because I don't have time to go get a blowout. Like is the problem. Like when I do a lot of stuff on camera or whatever, like I don't have time to to go someplace to get the blowout and then get to campus because they're kind of in opposite directions. Mm-hmm. So this, I I feel like I can leave the house looking the way I want to look, and if I need to, you know, bring it to the office, it comes with this. It's a it's heavy to be clear, but it does come with this very nice like carrying like like storage case thing so I could like truck it along with me. Um, the only thing with this, because it is like a a vacuum, mini vacuum cleaner, um, it does take a lot of power, so because yeah. I was like, I was, I was looking at it. I was like, oh, what would it take for this to be like wireless, like to have like a, a mm. battery operated? No, of no, no. Well, yeah. no, you wouldn't know what because yeah. I looked at it. It's, it's like, it's like twelve thousand million. It's, it's like, uh, it's, it's like twelve hundred, um, uh, amp hours. Like it, it's like the voltage, and so you need like twelve thousand hours to like be able to kind of you know run it. And we were, Grant and I, we were kind of doing the math. We were like figuring out, like, you need one of those gigantic batteries that you could, like, plug it into to power it. And even then, it probably wouldn't work for very long. This is yeah. like a hard cool this is like a hardcore, like, thing. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, yeah. but it's awesome. Um, also, it, it, it looks uh, kind of like a um, uh, Pete Passion basketball, a, light col- a lightsaber. It also <laughs> yeah. looks kind of like something else. So if you have it in your suitcase, <laughs> it, it, you know, if you, yeah,
0: you, yeah, yeah. It, I'm you glad you yeah. kind of yeah. said it. Because yeah. I've been thinking it.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it totally does. And it's gonna be one of those things if you travel with it, you might and if you get something you might just wanna be like, it's 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 a styling wand, I promise. <laughs> That's not a euphemism. Like it's literally like it's for my hair.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know how to follow that. Um I <laughs> I would say if you are traveling with this, though, you really only need like three of the attachments. You need yeah. the rough dryer part of it. If you have thick hair, you want the, uh, the smoothing brush that's like fat needles on it. If you have thin hair, you want the nylon ones with little balls on the end. And then honestly, for me, I... Well, I need the round brush to do volume at the roots. And then you need really two of the styling attachments, one for clockwise, the other for anti-clockwise to like, you know, create like a a series of random patterns at the end of your hair. Like those are the ones you need. So I guess that's three of the (laughs) the, of all of them you could get rid of. Damn. I know
0: it sounds so complicated, but I watched a lady do it it in a video and it looked nice.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's really well made, like the filters and everything mm-hmm. on it, like you can, like, do you know that, that, so I bought the, um, the Sonic. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's yeah. Oprah's talking about it yes. does your skin. It's a decent product at first. And then like it's hard to clean and gunk gets in the stuff and it's like proprietary stuff. So you're having to buy like these special brushes and everything. It just it's another beauty product that like you spend a lot of money on and ends up in the bottom of a drawer. I don't think this is going to be like that. I I really don't because it's so easy to clean.
2: No, I don't either, and it's actually funny because after I ordered this last week and talked about it, I had um, drinks with a friend of mine, and she has the hair dryer, and she was just going on and on and on about how much she loved the hair dryer. So, and she's had it for two years. So, I, I feel like this is going to be something that if you know, if, if you don't already have the hair dryer, or if you do and you're kind of looking for something else, you should look at it. But I feel like this is. Because it comes with basically, you know, because it does dry your hair, you know, yeah, like yeah. like the hair dryer, it, it might still have it. And if you can get it for, for cheap or whatever, like that certainly is not a bad product. But I feel like this is, at least for my needs, like goes beyond that because it really does do that styling aspect, which is the part that like, I'm not that great at. Like I can make my hair look, you know, like straight or whatever, but it's not like I, you know, but the curling part, unless I want to get my flat iron out and and try to kind of, you know, create waves that way. And then... You know, it's ceramic. Maybe I burn myself or whatever. Like, it's just a whole thing. Like, this is this has been really, really good. Just the <laughs> just the one time I've used it, and I'm really looking forward to using it tomorrow morning. Like, which usually I like dread having to do my hair. Now I'm yeah. You no know, part of part of it is that it's new and it's a gadget, but I'm kind of excited.
1: So No, I I I very frequently go like a week without washing my hair because I hate it that much and I don't want to screw up a blowout. I find myself like deliberately washing my hair every morning just so I can like really get this thing perfect. And the last thing I'll say on this, if you look at there's there's a kind of design language to women politicians that I've I've kind of grown very conscious of. Because, like, a woman politician today is different than one of, say, 20 years ago. It's not like a lot of makeup and it's not all of that, but it is good hair that's styled. Like, I've never seen a picture of, like, Elizabeth Warren or Catherine Clark or any of the women I really admire in this field without their hair looking good. It just is a part of the language that we have for leadership. And in my own career, I am so excited about the fact that every day for the next two years, a I'm going to be able to get out the door in 10, 15 minutes and look awesome, and I'm I'm going to feel like I can. Do you know what? I could to feel totally. like I could really succeed in this world, and that's beyond worth five hundred dollars to me. So yeah. totally. Totally.
2: Um, and, and I mean, and it does kind of matter. I think also, I, I will I will make a, a summer of scams kind of reference. Somebody figured out that what, what somebody said, what Elizabeth Holmes and like yes. and Adelby have in common, was that you could tell that they were scammers based on their hair.
0: <laughs> now you, you can know what?
2: scam now, in
0: perpetuity. Now you can
2: scam, exactly. You can scam in perpetuity because no one will be able to know because your hair will be awesome. And like, <laughs> honestly, that's the best thing ever because... It, See, if Anna Delvey had been smart, she would have like scammed her way into one of those hair dryers. It's true, it's
1: a true story.
0: <laughs> All right, wow. The show's already over. How do we end it?
1: <laughs> I think uh, I think we just end it. Terminated. It's
0: legit terminated. <laughs>
1: legit, legit terminated. terminated. <laughs>